God, those communists are amazing. All right. Welcome back to Turn Left's Podcast, everyone. I'm Mike, he, him. And tonight I'm here with Sterling, he, him. And Ward, he, him. And the special guest tonight is Sally B. Hunt. She, her. Uh, Sally B. Hunt is a, uh, I guess, I would say, like, you're a prominent leftist personality online at this point. Like, you're on Twitter and on Instagram. And you have, like, a decent following. Um, do you want to go ahead and plug your social media for our listeners? Oh, sure. Um, on Instagram, I am at Sally B. Hunt. Um, on Twitter, I am at Sally Hunt 666. And every once in a while, I love when, you know, a Christian comments on the 666. I'm like, wow, you're actually, you're actually scared of that number. <laughs> um, and, uh, and yeah, on Facebook, you know, you can find me and my full name, uh, Sally Buxbaum Hunt, uh, B-U-X-B-A-U-M. And Hunt is my last name. Nice. Yeah, I meant to ask you, like the 666, is that like, because I put that on things because I just kind of think it's funny. Like, it, it's, yeah. it's just funny to me that people take that seriously mm-hmm. and, like, are offended mm-hmm. or possibly even scared of it. And it's like, is that what it is for you? Yeah. Or do you actually have any kind of, like, affinity for the No, devil? that's exactly like, what it is. It's, it's meaningless to me. I mean, it's just a number. You know, it means nothing to me. But, mm-hmm. um, I mean, I've always been an atheist. And I've just never understood, you know, not just religion, but especially that very, you know, extreme religious beliefs to the point where they're, like, scared of the devil satan you know yeah so every so often when they actually mention the 666 mm. and that i'm evil or something it's like wow okay <laughs> so that's you okay really, bro? <laughs> yeah <laughs> exactly i just want to say when i use 666 i don't think it's in any of my usernames but when i use it i do mean scare christians and, that, and yeah, that's yeah, because it, yeah it may that and because you know i i also was an atheist most of my life and then i kind of abandoned that for uh what i called anti-theism because mm-hmm. i felt it was more important than just standing on the sidelines and not oh, sure you know believing what they believed i wanted to advocate against it and then i i kind of have even changed my position on that over the last year or so to now i'm not so anti uh theism I don't really think there's anything inherently bad about religion when it's practiced in, you know, safe, meaningful ways, but I'm definitely anti-theocracy. I am anti these Mm -hmm. these religions that try to control and brainwash and manipulate people. And there are definitely a lot of religions out there that that necessarily don't, that if they're practiced safely, they don't aim to do that. And Christianity never, never, never falls into that group. Right. It is, o- it is only theocracy. It is only meant to control, especially the, w- the women in their lives. It right. is meant to, you know, it's, it's just white nationalism synthesized. Ex- exactly. synthesized. Yeah. Exactly. That's exactly right. Yeah. Well, and I feel like the 6666 kills two birds with one stone because it's just like, it's funny, and then other, you know, other atheists, other secular people can laugh, and oh, she's she is also. But then it also, you know, I get to see the people who actually, I get to, you know, yeah, trigger the, yeah, yeah, yeah. the the Christian theocrats, you know, find out who they are, they expose themselves, and I'm glad that they're scared, you know. <laughs> well, I also appreciate that you, despite being an income, put hammer and sickle in your like usernames and bios and everything because. Uh, yeah, solidarity is important. I appreciate it. And uh, yeah, I like when well, you What do you mean, despite? I don't, I see, because that's communism and com. I mean, obviously, the com is communism. So right. I it, guess you is, probably usually put the anarchy symbol right next to it, right? To make it. Yeah, I do. Good. I do both. Um, okay, yeah. 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 But that to me, sense. see, but the thing is, to me, with that, 
that um, I always am a little confused by is that it, you know, AMCOM is actually redundant because since communism, this is what I, I don't understand how more people don't realize this, just that communism means obviously a classless, stateless, moneyless society. Mm-hmm. And so stateless is part of the definition. So actually, like, that's an- being an anarchist is part of being a communist. So yeah, I, I just... I just say it to spell it out for people because most people don't understand what communism actually means and they don't they don't realize that and you know and they think like a lot of people associate communism with Stalin or whatever you know and it's like well yeah. that that's not actually what that that was not communism they like I, I think a lot of, I mean I am you know you guys can have your opinions about that whatever but I'm just saying like in terms of the actual definition of a classless, stateless, moneyless society. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. You know, work, and one in which on. the workers themselves own the means of production, not yeah. not a small few, we're gonna, you know, we're gonna in the get government. Like, way off topic if I, like, if I really yeah. start diving into this, because that's like, but I mean, just to briefly, if I could, like, if, mm-hmm. if I could even try to sum it up quickly, it's just like, that's the big difference between ANCOMs and then people who call themselves authoritarian or just communist or Marxist or whatever, is that the amount of times that you will um, agree with the use of force and authority and things that seem bad uh, in the pursuit in, in the pursuit of socialist projects, and so like people mm-hmm. like me and Ward will agree with it like ninety nine percent of the time, and like mm-hmm. so we'll probably be right there with us. Whereas somebody like Jaron, who you would get along very well with, would agree with it a lot less. Um, you know, and then you get all the way to the liberal spectrum, which is like people just like every use of like force is bad, but I'm also still yes. a, an anti-capitalist. It's like, all right, well, I don't know where we're going to get with that. But anyway, I mean, yeah. it's just it's that sure. spectrum, basically. What's up, Sterling? Yeah, that's, yeah I, a, that's actually an easy way to distinguish between those, you know, those ideologies. That makes sense. Like, yeah, I just call that orthodox communism, you know, the the older, you know, more practical, exactly what you defined, how communism when it was first envisioned is meant or maybe more appropriately is the end goal of communism like that is the orthodox synthesized end game of communism and that's kind of why we even openly call ourselves tankies is just to we we want people to know that our goal is the same as what your goal is that moneyless stateless you know government completely gone that is our end goal too but we just like to say you know we're tankies we are okay with a process to get there so long as we are moving towards that and I think that's kind of the difference between, you know, orthodox communism, which is, you know, look, let's just go straight for it. And then some of us on the left that are more on the authoritarian side, that is, you know, with all of the forces of capitalism surrounding you, you do have to have some authority uh, in your society until you have fully defeated capitalism, is at least my point. Well, of view. I mean, I agree with that. I agree with that. Yeah, I do, like for me, I think, I guess, it, you know, it all depends on how you define, because for me, when I say I'm income, I'm thinking in terms of my ideal, my end game, like how you see end game. So, so I don't know, you know, maybe yep. all this other stuff is, is in terms of how to get there. Yeah, I think that would be a whole other long discussion, because yeah, at the, at the end of the day, yeah, you would have to do some some shit it's interesting like how you define yourself by like what your end goal is because like my end goal too would be like ancom but like i identify my political ideology based on the method of how to achieve that so okay. i call myself a marxist leninist that's why he has so many guns <laughs> yeah <laughs> hey I, I support that i think that's awesome um all right so i actually think that kind of ties into our discussion at hand let's try and get to um what we came here to talk about tonight, which is the movie uh, Don't Look Up, 
And I think that actually ties in well, just talking about the different uh, ideologies and approaches you could have towards structuring a society. And I think that a Stalinist society would have fared very well if there was a comet coming on and you knew about it. You just mm -hmm. organize the proletariat and you just fucking take care of it. Like all that bullshit <laughs> never would have even happened. But so, yeah, I don't really have any notes on it. Ward, you wrote up some stuff. Um, Sally, I don't know Probably if you have anything prepared that you want to talk about, but I was just going to hand it over to Ward to read, start reading off some of his stuff. And then I could, if we want to, I could pull up like a synopsis and we could sort of go through it if we feel like that's a, a useful way to go through the movie. But so, yeah, needless to say. Spoiler alerts, gal alerts galore. Like, if you haven't seen the movie, you're probably not going to want to listen to this episode at all. <laughs> and also, I'm going to just warn everybody ahead of time, like, I'm putting this out unedited because I want to get it out fast. Like, I'm literally two months behind on episodes now. So I want to just get it out while the movie is actually trending because by the time that I would naturally, everyone would have forgotten about this movie already. Just like, mm -hmm. that, that's another thing that I think is funny about that movie is that, do you get the sense that people, like, forgot about the comment? Like, I don't even think they make it explicit, but I think in that six-month interval, there are definitely people who see the comment, it trends, and it's like a hashtag, and then they forget about it. And then it comes yeah. back up, and like, it's kind of a funny thing. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, the short but attention span. <laughs> yeah. So, Ward, let me hand it to you, and we can go through your notes, and then I will look through for a synopsis if we want to do that. But uh, let me hand it to you for now. Yeah, no, I didn't have, like, anything, t a couple things that I could, like, get into, but most of them were just, like, uh, talking point notes. Mm-hmm. Um, like... Especially people trying to talk, like, say that it's like uh, about the pandemic when it's it's about climate change. Like it was in development before the pandemic, and so for us living through the pandemic, it's just an added added another layer into which to view this movie through. So it's like you know material yeah, conditions, exactly. that whole thing. But no, nah, it's about climate, yeah, uh, collapse. Mm -hmm. I mean, so yeah, just to, to make that explicitly clear, like if in case I guess people don't get that, it, it just is the metaphor for. And a world-ending catastrophe that capitalism is unable to respond to due to systemic conditions and the people who profit uh, also being in control of that system and not having any incentive to do anything that is just benevolent. And so, so yeah. mm -hmm. I, I think what's uniquely special about this movie is it's both a metaphor and not one. It's a yeah. metaphor in the sense that, yeah, it's, you know, you obviously it's about climate change. It is very you know, easy to connect the dots to COVID. And that's a totally fair reference as well. It's easy to connect it to, you know, Trump, to political parties that exist today. But what's even more impressive about the movie is the not metaphor part, where it is a, it is a story of if a literal comet were coming today, exactly <laughs> how it would be handled. So it's, 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 it's got both of those. It's got metaphor of the comet is this, and then it's got, if it was actually just a fucking comet, this is, mm -hmm. this is also it. Yeah. Well, I, I have, you know, I have a few thoughts on it, but I should, do you want me to? Yeah, go ahead. Yeah, no, yeah. I mean, yeah, this is all loose format. Okay. So, um, well, first of all, um, I've definitely very much related, um, to the Jennifer Lawrence character. Mm -hmm. Uh, and you know, it's, um, just her, frustration just like why doesn't anyone care you know it's just like yeah. hello this is important this is important <laughs> all of us like i feel like every leftist no matter yeah. what they actually <laughs> label themselves on the leftist spectrum like any anti-capitalist leftist can relate yeah, watch the movie with my wife i was looking at her i was like see that that's me but yeah. that's how i feel do you guys think that other people who watched this movie who are like liberals or conservatives maybe did not identify with her. Like, I feel like well, you're supposed to identify with her, right? Like that's the whole thing. The scene, yeah. But 
that's the thing. And I was going to talk about that is the fact that I didn't, I didn't realize at the time that I was watching it that I should have, I should have though, because liberals are fucking clueless and they will never get it even when it smacks them directly in the face. But so apparently liberals, a bunch of them thought that the Jennifer Lawrence character represented like Hillary Clinton. Oh God. Warning people about Trump. Trump is the comet. Like what the fuck? I, I'm not even That's kidding. And I, wait, wait, Sally, do you have an article? <sighs> I'm going to find one before the end of that. I'm going to read. I forgot to mention. I did find an article on Breitbart that I'm going to read, which is like talking about the reviews of this movie. Because I just wanted to find the most aggravating thing I could, and Breitbart seemed the place to go. So I found that. I'm going to read that tonight. But then also, I'm going to find some article to that effect. But uh, what do you have, Sarah? Okay. Um. Oh, but, sorry. What did you just say? I didn't hear what you're. I just oh, wanted to see what Sterling had to go quick. I was just going to say, you know, I haven't seen those liberal takes yet. I assumed they were coming, so yeah. I'd, I'd, I'd be fascinated to find this. But the first time I watched this movie, I watched it first uh, at my dad's house, sitting next to my dad, who is a hard right-wing conservative, you mm-hmm. know, Trump voter, you, know, you name it. And we're sitting there watching it. And I'm only half paying attention for maybe the first half hour. I'm checking my phone. You know, a few things come up. I had never even heard of the movie before. He had already started it like 15 minutes in before I sat down. And he's like naming the cast. And I'm like, yeah, this sounds like exactly what I don't want to watch. Mm-hmm. So it's like, <laughs> at, at first, I'm sitting there and I, I keep looking up and I'm like, what the fuck is Ariana Grande doing here? Mm-hmm. And then after a few after a few lines, I just started like connecting the dots, what they were doing. And I was like, wait, hold up. And, you know, by halfway three-fourths way through the movie even my father who is a staunch right-wing trump supporter was like looking at me and going they're trying to exaggerate this i can tell they're trying but they can't this is reality he's like this isn't even exaggeration if a comet was heading towards us right now this is a literal playbook of how it would go and i'm and i'm like i'm saying i was like even you can connect those dots so thank you for being a Marxist, I'm glad that you see the, the failures of capitalism. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and then we, well, that's, and I'm not surprised, actually. In many ways, I think a lot of right wingers, like even though like they'll say, of course, that they hate socialists, they hate communists because that's what they've been trained to believe to they to think they believe. And, um, you know, but it's like they in many ways are more um, in tune with how fucked up shit is than liberal. Like, I feel like. Like, it, do, it doesn't mean, like, obviously, like, they are 100% our enemies, and in general, you know, Trump supporters in general, absolutely, they're fascists, and they're not, they're dangerous people in general, but that being said, like, what I'm saying is, like, they're not, they're not going to be, you know, they're, they don't want what we want in terms of our leftist goals, but they, they would if they were willing to actually connect the dots, which, you know, they're, they're not willing, they, they refuse to ever do that. But I feel like in many ways, it, it's not surprising to me that like a Trump supporter would be more willing to see, um, to understand that kind of analysis of how fucked up things are like mm-hmm. for the working class, how fucked up it is because of capitalist corporate greed. It's just that the problem is that those people tend to not understand the systemic you know, reasons for it. Um, they don't mm-hmm. want to, and they, they don't want to actually solve the problem, but I can see how they could kind of get, I feel like that's why a lot of like, you know, like how Trump said a lot of stuff that was um, sounded almost socialist when he was running. Of course it was all bullshit, 
but uh, you know, an anti-war stuff that he said, and his supporters liked that. And um, it's always interesting to me how they can say many things that make it seem like they're sympathetic to the same thing, you know, to the leftist cause, but then they go mm-hmm. in the exact opposite direction. Whereas, like liberals, they don't even. You know, it's like they they refuse to even see the details of what's going on. I don't know if does that make sense what I'm saying. Yeah, no, absolutely. Like liberals should watch that movie and come away with that. Uh, In a in a perfect world, liberals would watch that movie and come away with that being leftists. They would say like, oh, yeah, exactly what Jennifer Lawrence is saying to everybody with that urgency that is annoying to them, and it's like super frustrating how how they just don't regard it as serious and they're annoyed by it. Um, that's exactly what climate change activists are doing to all of liberals now. And yeah. so they should come away with that, with that understanding and that self-reflection. But of course, that that cannot happen. They will come away with it thinking they are the Jennifer Lawrence character trying to warn everybody about right. the big evil Trump when it's like <laughs> you're polishing the brass on the Titanic. It's just it's incredibly right. stupid. I did not find I'm looking online. I'm trying to find on my phone like an article to the effect of like Hillary Clinton being an allegory for the Jennifer Lawrence character. Um, oh, that's some Twitter shit for sure, bro. Like, yeah, yeah. <laughs> no one's publishing an article. Well, about I did find like I did find an article on NWO report, so New World Order report, uh, conservative oh, news, alternative, and NWO news online. So I don't like any of those words. Well, yeah, it's terrible. <laughs> but like the headline is the left unwittingly spoofs itself and don't look up. So I could read that one as well as a Breitbart one. I'm sure they'll be equally infuriating. Oh yeah, a lot of liberal critics don't like the movie i know i've been seeing really? that y- yes and it's it is surprising but then it's also well, that's like what not- the that's what the breitbart article is about is about the liberal critics turning it down but they also assume that all critics are leftists which is ridiculous but yeah well of course a right winger thing like they yeah. they don't even know the difference between liberal and leftist yeah they think yeah i mean they probably think the new york times is leftist you know oh yeah um yeah, but I mean- yeah well it's just you know what's it's been frustrating because i've been I've seen some liberals on uh, Facebook and on Twitter who they, in their minds, this Meryl Streep president character was only supposed to be making fun of Trump and Republicans. And I'm like, you've got to be kidding me. To me, it was clear, obviously, from the get go. At the very beginning of the movie, she seemed Hillary Clinton completely or, you know, she could be Kamala Harris or female version of obama you know you name it any any democrat any establishment corporate (laughs) i mean there's that modifier again exactly (laughs) um now i'm just gonna say it to annoy you but um (laughs) but um yeah but she could be any of them i feel like and then of course then toward the end of the movie then she was like obviously trump you know maga republicans but I feel like that was more that was toward the end. But then, of course, there was also they th- they threw in a little bit more Trump stuff. Like um, it was kind of like a Jared Kushner type of character with mm-hmm. um, the Jonah Hill. Like he was supposed to be her son. The quick Marxist explanation for that is that that's what happens when material conditions force the hand of liberals. They turn into Trump at best, if not full on fascist. Yeah. Sterling, what you sorry, you have your hand up. I was going to say the exact same thing Sally did. She nailed it on the head. And I think that was probably by design. Like, at least I'm hoping it was. Because to to me, I remember when I first watched it, and even when I rewatched it, I was like, they are absolutely, you know, taking the essence of Hillary Clinton for this President Orlean mm-hmm. character. And, and that is where they were starting. And I think that was kind of to hook the conservatives early on. I think, obviously, she was going to be the antagonist of the movie. 
And I think they wanted to make her have this like a establishment Democrat feel to her just to get the conservatives hooked in. And then it's like they you didn't really notice yeah. that you went full on Trump until finally yeah. where she puts the hat on and you know it's yeah, you know, don't mm -hmm. look up. You the know, don't look up out. thing is particularly Trumpian, like just ignoring mm -hmm. the comment, just like you ignore the virus. Like that's obviously the most dead on comparison. Right. And and I think even Sally's point about, or was it Sally or Mike, whatever one of you guys said that it was, it, it's kind of the Marxist thought that, that that is what the Democrats are. They come out and they are, you know, for the people, they have kind of some socialist sounding messages to them and then they just become Trump. And I mean, Joe Biden right now has yeah. become Trump. I mean, yep. he's, you know, not fully mentally there, but hell, Trump wasn't either. And they have just become Trump. And I think that that's probably the reason we may be seeing more liberals angered about this than even conservatives is because liberals hate Marxism even more than conservatives do because liberals are the ones cosplaying the left. And it's yeah. like... It, it, I forget who was it, who quoted it, but they said the the reason liberals and leftists don't get along is because the leftists are sitting there yelling, "Hey, this is fake! Hey, this yeah. is just a right. movie! This is you know that's not a real gunshot!" Like the whole time, it's it's like yeah. someone sitting in the movie theater and yelling, "Everything's fake!" So I I think that that's a little bit what it is. The liberals don't want to own, you know, their blame that they've earned in this whole thing. That that's my theory. Well, what's interesting to me is like I think a lot of liberals missed that first of all that Meryl Streep's character had a picture of her with Bill Clinton yep. on her on her desk so mm -hmm. they're trying to pretend like she's just Republican Trump and I'm like so okay well why would that have been there and then uh, not only her with Bill Clinton but then there were all these pictures of her with celebrities yeah, Mariah like, Carey <laughs> that's very Democrat like you know, you could say, like, especially Obama. Like, mm. I've seen articles written that saying that that was specifically, like, but it really is any of them. Like, Hillary Clinton, I mean, you name it, of course, like, obviously, like, the Hollywood, you know, celebrities, liberals are overwhelmingly Democrats, and they're all buddy-buddy in those circles, you know. Um, and, but then not only that, but just, the, I mean, the thing that's so sad to me is that liberals don't want to understand the corruption that the fact that of course that their beloved you know establishment democrats are owned by billionaires and corporations um and how this movie like to me that's why it was like obviously a democrat it was like hillary clinton or any democrat and how um she uh is you know with all the donors and she that they have uh this special in that she serves them um oh i loved how um who was it the one woman who she had appointed to head um, NASA. Mm -hmm. yeah. She was an anesthesiologist. <laughs> yeah, that's perfect. <laughs> yeah, she was a big donor to the campaign. Um, and so then she later had her take the fall for like, oh, like that's why I'll just say it was her fault. Why, when I had her, you know, downplay this. Which this she happily comment. did. Yeah, and then, and, the, and then when she was like, Oh yes, I will uh, resign in shame, and then the yeah. cry. Oh. <laughs> yeah. Um, but just how it's all staged and it's all you know, and it's funny because I watched this movie with my two older kids, who are um, twelve and eleven. Mm -hmm. uh, my youngest wasn't really interested. This isn't her type of thing. She didn't care. But um, but my my older two kids liked this movie, and even they 
could understand what these liberals can't, which of course, I mean, I'm their mom. So I've been explaining, we've been talking about all of this their entire lives. Like they understand, but they could understand the fact that ultimately it's, it doesn't matter. The, the reason they never said if the Meryl Streep character is a Democrat or a Republican is just because ultimately at the end of the day, it doesn't really matter because they're both corrupt obviously they both worked for their rich very rich donors um and they only care about their protecting themselves you know their their status they're caring about their approval ratings potentially and um they're it's all about themselves and their power and their money and um it's just i thought that that would be a really obvious lesson and it kind of makes me sad you know that maybe that the movie didn't spell it out quite enough but if it had spelled it out more i guess liberals would not be seeing this movie i guess you know one thing i want to point out and this is like skipping really far ahead but ward like you really did blow my mind like and i think i just wasn't paying enough attention like i may have just been on my phone watching the movie but like was it uh, since you it feels so good to look at the little screen when the big screen's on i mean i'm I'm an addict come on we all know this like (laughs) but like Did they make it explicit in the movie that it was a U.S. sabotage of the Chinese and Russian uh, attempt to combat the comet? No, they did not make make it explicit. But like... that's what somebody said. Um, that comment I tagged you in on Instagram earlier today. Like somebody replied to me and they said that like somebody makes like a facial expression or they say it in such a tone where they say that the Russian and Indian and Chinese. Yeah, that's Doctor like... Ogilvy. Yeah, like oh, okay. he's like there's like an explosion. He didn't say it, like there's a failure. Because like, like I thought, good. I was just going to say, I thought it was brilliant that they left that one for the fans to connect. And I, I mean, I'm hoping, I'm hoping that's what they did because even the second time I watched it, like, like Ward was saying that you definitely have some facial expressions there, but unless you know how capitalist countries work in the world, how imperialism works, you, you really, it, it's hard to connect those dots with a colonized mind, I think is mm-hmm. what it is. And mm. and I think and I want to wish at least that when they wrote when they put that movie together that that particular scene was a connection for the Marxists a, a connection for those who have you know decoded their colonized well no I mean Sterling I think it's upgrade. both I think it is like it is for us who are going to immediately assume that's the case because you know we're brain poisoned like we know what the CIA is and what it mm-hmm. yeah. what its entire function is but also like I think that's also even for the liberals to like sort of push them in that direction because. Anybody who lives in America right now knows how the U.S. feels about China and Russia. It's like mm-hmm. it's nonstop fear-mongering all the time. So to even put that in there is like perfect for that reason. And like Ward, since you said that and pointed that out to me, I think it's now not only the best, like the, the smartest part of the entire movie for that reason, but also yeah. the most depressing part because it shows that, yeah. and it's like absolutely true to life, like the capitalists and even just the CIA would literally sacrifice all of humanity yeah. rather yeah. than let the world turn communist or let even just the communists save the world. Like hmm. they would do. It. Yeah. And even well, like, and, uh, yeah. I even like just using that scene, like, so like given the amount of rockets that the U S launch and the bash mission launch, like the China, Russia, India launch was going to have a similar amount. And we didn't see like a bunch of, bunch of different explosions it was a single explosion similar to like uh mob bomb and since you do have the high uh, the whole like orlandish trump um framing in the movie and trump dropped the only fucking mob ever to be used in fucking combat like i feel like that's a solid connection you can make 
plus and, imperialism. And, and, <laughs> and, all, and also the biggest connection, the reason that I think it's, it was undoubtedly staged that way for you to connect those dots is that very, com- that very phone call, when, when he gets the phone call about what happened, how he words it, I don't remember the exact quote, but he says, bash cut China, India, and Russia out of the, uh, out of the deal. So they put together their own program. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. about approximately 40 minutes ago, an explosion occurred and the program is lost. So, I mean, he starts yeah. it by, by prefacing with they're doing this because the capitalists cut them out. Yeah. So I think that was the most important signifier is Bash cut them out. He, they didn't want them dealing, having anything to do with this. They were clearly going to launch their rocket first and blow it up at a further distance where it was safer to the planet. Mm-hmm. And the capitalists stopped them from doing that. So... I definitely think they make you connect the dots, but I, I, I truly believe that they put those dots there intentionally. I do. Th- it, it is a little frustrating to me, though, that they didn't just spell it out, like say, yeah. this is exactly Agreed. because it would happen. I well, think keep in mind, right. this movie probably still had to go through the CAA to even get broadcast. Like, well, but see, that's right. the thing. I mean, yeah, it's still made by Netflix, still a massive corporation. Like they pro- maybe they wanted to do that. And maybe Netflix was like, we can't go that far. I mean, who knows? <laughs> I don't know. I mean, yeah, it's not like the people who made this movie are like hardcore leftist. You know, I mean, like, I mean, uh, yeah, yeah. David. Yeah, sorry to bother you. Wasn't story. up on Netflix for very long. What'd you say? Oh, sorry to bother you. Wasn't up on Netflix for very long. Oh. <laughs> yeah, I've I've heard uh, many other people mention that movie. Yeah, that was up like on Netflix for like maybe a month, and mm-hmm. then they took it down. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, based on the reaction of people, people, yeah, and leftists talking about it and how it resonated. They're like, oh, can't have that. <laughs> yeah. But, but, um, you can stay but, but yeah, I mean, honestly, it's, it's, it's weird. I always have like mixed. Sorry. <laughs> was it, okay. Uh, I was just going to say, I always good. have mixed, mixed feelings when it comes to um, any type of movie that has like such a good anti-capitalist message like i love it but i'm like but yeah it doesn't it never goes far enough to spell it out and it's like the only people who seem to really understand what they are trying to say about capitalism are the people like us who already knew that (laughs) and that's what i'm saying is like as i've been talking to these liberals and they're like oh yeah no she was just supposed to be a trump type of character and Oh, yeah, you know, I mean, clearly, I like literally there, I've seen liberals say the movie, the moral of the story is we need Democrats. We must keep voting for <laughs> Democrats because yeah. Republicans would be the ones to let that happen. And I'm like, you've got to be kidding me. How is yeah. that your takeaway? So it is very frustrating because it's like they they just refuse to see. And I'm sure that there are probably a small number. There's always those people who are on the edge where they're like kind of ready to get radicalized or a little more open to it. And I, so I'm sure there are some people who they were like, Hmm, you know, yeah, maybe we need to stop trusting capitalists or putting faith in them or letting them have power because yeah, they'll let us all fucking die. Cause it's all yeah. about their money. Um, you know, I guess that that'll be my positive takeaway here is maybe there were some people who did get a little bit radicalized by it in that regard. But just to me, it was like so obvious that it's about, this is capitalists won't care. They'll, we will all die because it's all about them making money, you know? Yeah. Um, it, kind of following your point, 
I like the whole, you know, this is why we need to vote more Democrats in. Like one thing I always love talking to liberals about, you know, Democrats, first of all, it takes two to tango. You don't get in this situation because you did not have parties working together to get to this yeah. outcome. Yeah. And I think, I think one of the best representations of this that I like to bring up to liberals is Roe v. Wade. If Democrats really wanted to do stuff, there yeah. are many times they could have had Roe v. Wade brought to the floor and put into actual law, but they don't want to do that because they want it to be a subscription because that is the big thing they run on. If they get rid of if they get rid of the subscription service, you have no reason to vote for them again. Every so <laughs> right. many years, if you want to renew that Roe v. Wade subscription, you got to that is fucking genius, man. Like the fact yeah. that you just, just adding that word subscription to it like mind yeah. blowing, dude. Like I don't know why that took me so long to amazing. Why didn't I connect that sooner? Yeah. Yeah, that's that's a good comparison. So yeah, I, I mean, because really that animals. is the the new model of capitalism. Like everything that you used to buy and own, now you subscribe to on a monthly basis. Yeah. Like that is, ugh, it's perfect, dude. Right, right. Yeah, it's like with Democrats. It's like, why would we give you all of these episodes right now? Yeah. Um, and then you won't need to stick with us later. They're like, no, here, you know, we we might give you one later. Like. <laughs> <laughs> But no, I, exactly. and also with abortion, I always also think about even just listen to the way they talk about it. Have you ever heard one of those Democrats, the establishment, corporate Democrats? Have you ever it's heard all of them? Smelly is every single one. Come on. Uh, anyway, no, but seriously, though, uh, well, for the sake of this conversation, I don't care. A any of them, have you heard? Have you ever heard any of them just be like, there is absolutely nothing wrong with abortion whatsoever? No, end right. of story like obviously you own your uterus doesn't matter if somebody else thinks it's alive they can go fuck themselves it is not their uterus yeah. like you know but that's the thing is the way that they always like cater and it's that christian suprem supremacy stuff like they yeah. always always cater to this bullshit religious christian you know belief that it's a that it's alive and god made it and whatever you know and so i feel like there's that's they're like oh i can't offend you know, Christians who are pro-life. Yeah. And that's part of the problem yeah. too. Like they're already playing ball on like the Republicans or the pro-life anti-abortion, you know, on, on their field, you know, it's like by they're they're like seeding that point that, Oh yes, that the life does matter or something, whatever that, you know, instead yeah. of being like, it's not a baby, it's not a fucking baby. It's an, em yeah. it's an embryo or a fetus, but they'll never be that strong on it ever. No, no but they love bipartisanship. Sally, <laughs> yeah. have, have you have have you not considered that uh, my body, my right, only uh, comes into play if it's related to a transmittable disease that I can give to thousands of other people? Yeah, that's a legit stance. <laughs> that makes perfect sense. Of course. Yeah. You know. <laughs> um, award. Did I, you want to? Uh, sorry, go ahead, Sally. I, there was one other thing I wanted to say. Oh, and uh, just talking about the different characters in the movie. Two of them really shined to me so bright. One of them was the most Marxist of all the characters, and I'd love to ask each one of you which character you think that was. And then the other one, which is the easy answer, was the most centrist of all the characters. But just to start with, one of the time, who do you guys think was the most Marxist character in this movie and why? And then I want to tell you mine. The, the Timothy Chalamet character, maybe? Is that where you're going with it? I'm not going to tell you. You okay. tell me. Let's see, I yes. feel like because I was gonna well I was gonna say he's like he seems like an anarchist to me like that guy seems like a what do you mm -hmm. call him like the crust punk yeah it's like yeah. crust punk um, okay. 
I don't know. I didn't. I did. I, I'm not gonna put that as my answer because I don't think about it. It's just like the first thing that came to my mind because of the way you phrased the question. Like, did you expect it to be yeah. like a like a trick? Let me think about it for a minute. Go ahead. No, yeah, it's, it's, yeah, no. I immediately started thinking about it like you. What's sorry, that, Sally? I was, yeah, I, I'm sorry. I was just saying. To me, the Jennifer Lawrence character was the only one who jumped out to me as seeing through the bullshit from the get go of you know capitalism of course and she even said to the meryl streep character i didn't vote for you to me that seemed like she was mm-hmm, talking to hillary mm-hmm. clinton like she saw through that bullshit um she seemed very much you know the closest that would be to marxist at, at least democratic so at least dim sock yes yeah, yeah, sure. but yeah but to me the most marxist is ariana grande and the reason being, the reason <laughs> being it's, our, it's Ariana Grande, undoubtedly. And that's because when she gets to the, to the uh, big concert where she's like doing her song and rendition, it's, it, I don't remember the exact lyrics, but when she's like uh, talking about what we did, we did this to the planet and we may only have days to live. Like, one second, let me just get her actual lyrics because they are brilliant. I mean, it was, and like, I watched everything with subtitles just because I'm fucking deaf from years of playing. I do that. Years of playing in bands, and so when I was able to read the lyrics, I was like, oh, and she's like such a good singer that she was making it flow like any other pop song, even though she's saying like horrific yeah. shit. Like it was great. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> okay, she says, look up. What he's really trying to say is get your head out of your ass. Listen to the goddamn qualified scientist. We really fucked it up. Fucked it up this time. It's so close. I can feel the heat big time. And you can act like everything is all right. But this is probably happening in real time. Celebrate or cry or pray. Whatever it takes to get you through this mess we made. Because tomorrow may never come. And then, you know, it goes through it. Just look up. Turn that shit Fox News. Or sorry, turn off that shit Fox News. Because you're about to die soon, everyone. Oh, just look up. Here it comes. I'm glad I'm here with you forever in your arms. I mean, to, to me, those were some of the most Marxist words in the whole movie. I'm not seeing that. I, I, mean, I mean, it's like... Really? I'm not seeing that. It sounds like it sounds like just common sense, but also so does Marxism, well, at least to me. But like, Yeah, Parenti said Marxism is just reality. Well, yep. I mean... Yeah, that's true. <laughs> but that's why it seemed like the Jennifer Lawrence character to me, you know? Everything she said was like was real was reality. She saw the bullshit yes. for what it was, you know. I um, identified most with Jennifer Lawrence like when she first yeah. realized what was happening and her immediate reaction was I I got to go get high. And I was like that's my yeah. girl, that's me. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I got to go get high. But what also can we talk things? about the evolution yeah. of the um Leonardo DiCaprio? I kind of appreciated that because we, the, it's like the evolution to kind of becoming a, a leftist, to becoming socialist, communist. To yeah, me, they, I do, saw- they do that to him in like the most liberal way possible, which is that he becomes like just a fucking Zen Buddhist and just accepts his death, as opposed to like the Marxist version of DiCaprio, which is be like, he grabs a fucking AK-47 and brings it on the TV studio and makes his point right there, like for everyone to see. I don't know. I don't, I don't, I don't know what you actually do if you're DiCaprio in that situation, but just something more drastic when he had the time to do it, as opposed to like, making all the liberal concessions for so long and then finally realizing too late. And then you're just like already um, you're in the passive zone, whether you want to or not, like you can't do anything. Yeah. Cause you had, yeah. Cause you got Dr. Mindy, like hosting the fucking Ariana Grande concert while Dr. Oglethorpe was like getting forcibly removed from a building. He was protesting. <laughs> at, like maybe he's the most Marxist. <laughs> but, yeah. Right. Right. Uh, 
Yeah, I mean, maybe him. I mean, he was out there like in the streets. I love this quote about when the cops are coming up and he's like, "Oh yeah, don't be, don't be alarmed. I just have more pigmentation <laughs> yeah. than you. Yeah. Due to due to your ancestors <laughs> traveling north." <laughs> but um, God, there was something else. What was oh, on Leonardo DiCaprio. What I most loved about his character was the midpoint, the just vulnerability that media and money and corruption can have on some of even the most goodwilled. And it's like someone who is yeah. just trying to tell don't the world. Don't forget like, that milk pussy, dude. Kate Blanchett is right? not in. Yeah, like, <laughs> like, just to show you the power of pussy and money. And it's like, he just, he's got, he's trying to tell people six months, end of the world. We're all doomed. This is like 100% going to happen. And just some random fucking Fox News pussy anchor just, runs him completely off the sidelines. He's doing commercials about why, you know, Bash is going to pull this shit off yeah. and trying to make people comfortable. I thought that was genius. And I thought it showed like the vulnerability of any one person. And that's why you, you have to have collectiveness. You, you have to have the people as part of the movement. You can't just have a couple figureheads or exactly. it's going to yeah. fail. Absolutely. Yeah. Capitalist co-opting opposition. Weird. <laughs> that never happens. Yeah. <laughs> Shit. Mm -hmm. Fucking brilliant. Well, that's the thing. I mean, that's that's the thing about the story is that, like, on the one hand, like I was saying before, like I do, I appreciate the evolution of that that character, Dr. Mindy, because yeah. you see when he finally when he starts yelling on the news program, just like how Jennifer Lawrence's character had done at the very start, and he's finally he's like. Oh my fuck, you know, what and he loses it. And then that's when he's finally there, you know, where he should have been all along. And unfortunately, it's too late at that point. But I think like that's the thing about this movie is it's a cautionary tale. So yeah, of course, like we would have loved to see him, like how you said, like you get the fucking guns and you go on the news and you whatever, do a revolution, you know, go take out the government. Um, <laughs> but in this case, like he was so caught up, yeah, in all this bullshit and with the media and with the, his ego. You know, there might be some of that fragile white male ego. I don't know if you guys want was, to comment on that. They, no, I mean, they did, they did a very accurate portrayal. Like, I definitely empathize with Leonardo DiCaprio. I was like, damn, if I was, like, you know, married for a long time and, you know, like, they, I think they try to make it seem like his wife is a little frumpy or whatever, like, you know. Yeah. Um, I don't think that who is that character, by the way? I don't know who that actress is. I don't but know. Like, I didn't know her. It's um, it's funny because like she is attractive, but like they still make it seem like they, they make it look like a very comfortable, but also like routine kind of relationship and everything. And I can mm -hmm. sort of see being that guy gets thrust into the spotlight and everything. And then you see, like I said, Kate Blanchett coming after you like a literal cougar. It's like, what mm -hmm. do you do in this situation? <laughs> it's like, hopefully not sacrifice all of humanity for your balls. But what do you do? I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> guys are guys. You respect your partner. That's what you do, first and foremost. I mean, fucking hopefully. Like, you really fucking should. But, like, I thought that that was, like I'm saying, like, I thought that that was a very accurate portrayal of, like, just the weakness of, like you say, Sally, like, white cishet males. Like, we fucking, yeah. we fail every time at that shit. Like, it's always, it always gets the best of us. Yeah, I mean, and it's not just you guys, you know, I'm sure, first of all, probably any men, but also women. I mean, really, I mean, I, yeah, I, I think it is interesting to think about that, especially for a white cishet male. But ultimately anyone it's about the e getting your ego stroked getting that attention yeah. and it's just like you know oh you know and but but and so then like finally when he snaps out of that and it's like oh shit you know like 
coming out from that like haze of all of the glory, the attention, the fame and and all of that, um, I still did kind of see like, okay, it's it's like getting to that point where you where it all crystallizes like, oh, this is what's been going on and we've been lied to and it's been like this huge cover up just to make these fuckers richer. Mm -hmm. Um, but unfortunately it was too late. But but the thing is like a lot of people you know, especially I've seen a lot of liberals who didn't like the movie, and that's why they found it to be depressing. Um, and, you know, of course, they they don't want to think about anything depressing because they just want to maintain the status quo. Right. But then there are also, I think there are also some leftists who have the critique of, oh, but they should have shown them rising up and overthrowing the government and whatever. But it's like, that is like the cautionary tale of if we don't, rise up and if we you know we that we could get to that point where this fucking planet is doomed we're all gonna die because of these i mean that that's kind of the thing of it right is that it's an accurate portrayal of people's inability to rise up even when the threat is very clear like immediate right. and 100 percent clear <laughs> and they still can't do it because they're like half the country or at least what you think because i'll i'll put out that theory that like again the don't look up stands were probably not that big of a group but they get a lot of media attention because she's in power and she's trying to promote it and everything right. so it's just enough to make you feel like you don't have the no enough people on your side to really do something based and rise up what do you got word yeah no i i thought the film touched on it like pretty well in that scene where like they fucking kate stands up in the bar and fucking tells everybody and then like she's fucking hooded in the back of the car yeah. <laughs> and dr mindy's like what are you gonna do overthrow the government and she's like i can't i have a bag on my head mm -hmm. like yeah because that's what they'll fucking do to you when you want to overthrow shit right and and how the jonah hill guy said he did he did he normally they don't do that <laughs> <laughs> he's like the cia does that but that's the thing. I appreciated that, too, because I'm like, oh, fuck. I mean, yeah, they're cruel-ass sociopaths. Yeah. And I, I appreciate that they're pointing that out, because that's definitely accurate, you know? Oh, I'm actually surprised, though. It, well, that's the one thing that's not real, is that they didn't kill them, right? They didn't murder them. <laughs> yeah, yeah. They, they didn't take them to a black site. No, yeah. I mean, Sally, that's like, you're... You are right there with us. I, I swear, you are a Marxist, and you're just like you're you're so close to us. Like, and this is why I like having you on, like as opposed to like some fucking libertarians. Like, I'd rather argue with you than like somebody on the actual right wing. But what, I mean, I should hope so. I'd hope you'd rather be a libertarian. Yeah, but I mean, well, I mean, what I'm saying is like we like arguing. Like, I, I'm I do like arguing. I mean, it's like I fucking spend a lot of time doing it. But I would rather argue with people that I mostly agree with rather than people who are like just fucking important. Sorry, Sterling, what you got, buddy? Oh yeah, yeah. I agree. Yeah. Um, <laughs> I, like on the FBI thing, yeah, may, maybe the FBI doesn't throw bags on people's heads as much as the CIA. I don't think it's that they don't do that, but more importantly, the FBI fucking murders people. Like they, right. they murder political yeah. activists. Like there's like a whole history about it. <laughs> yeah, like what? It's crazy. That, it's crazy nah. that, it, that was that was probably the one line in the whole movie that I was like, why? Why downplay the FBI? Why make the FBI sound not? just abhorrent because they are like I, that was the one that rubbed me wrong but on the other character i want to talk about which i don't even think i have to ask who it is i'm sure we all connect the same dot on this is the most centrist character which to me is my second favorite character in this whole movie which was chris evans character yeah that, that actor and you remember in the interview the lady says mm -hmm. i see you have a pen with an arrow pointing up and down 
And he goes, yeah, I just think, you know, we, we got we got to stop arguing. We just need to learn how to get along. <laughs> See, the idea of just like this brunch lib that just yeah. is, is middle of the road about a meteor heading towards the fucking earth is just rings so true to me. Literally just the meme of the guy sitting on his own brain. Once so <laughs> you just get along. <laughs> yeah, well, you know- the big... I was just gonna say, in the scene, there's a giant poster behind him of a meteor cracking through the core of the Earth, and and they just say, and he just turns around and goes, "Yeah, you know, that's why we made this movie. It's a popcorn classic." Yeah. Um. No, I was just gonna say along those same lines. It it was so relatable to me when the Jennifer Lawrence character goes home to her parents, and her parents say they don't want her there if she's going to talk about politics. Yeah. We don't discuss politics. Because we want the jobs that we're going to get. That was perfect. That was really good. That was so good. Uh, You know, it it was so good to me, especially because, like, I don't talk to my parents, you know, and they are fucking, you know, emotionally abusive pieces of shit. But the thing is, like, they're total, like, centrist, liberal types. And, um, you know, it's just that kind of, um, you know, uh, respectability, you know, civility bullshit. Um, uh, and the liberals are the worst. Oh, it's awful. <laughs> and I've gotten that so many times where they're like, stop talking about politics. But it's like not always politics. It's just literally our lives. Yeah. It's like, yeah. this, is, <laughs> this is what we're living with. What are you doing? How is this? Only, why do you politics? If you call it that, then they can just throw it away, you know, dismiss it. Um, but so that was very, very relatable. And, you know, and it was to me, it was like vindicating at the end when they're like all about to die, but it's like so peaceful and they're happy to be there with each other, enjoying that time. And it's like, thank goodness she wasn't with her parents, you know, fuck yeah. them. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so it made me feel better. I'm like, yeah, exactly. It's liberating yeah. to not have to talk to those fucked up people, you know? <laughs> oh, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Um, so Ward, I know we got through like literally one sentence of your notes and then we no, went on for like fine. 40 minutes, but, uh, no, that's uh, fine. That's nice yeah. No, I mean, that's yeah, good. No, like that's we couple got another things. hour or so to fill up. Yeah. Okay. So the, uh, intro to Isherwell, I really liked it and it, uh, touches on like a fairly recent trend with billionaires that like, I guess started with like Steve Jobs, like the whole trope of the like eccentric, quirky Asperger's autistic yeah. billionaire, mm-hmm. like as if that's somehow an explanation of why they're like so detached and rude, right. like instead of the fact that they're a fucking billionaire. Right. You know? But Which um, they had oh. to stomp on people and literally have people die for them to get to that position. Like. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, exactly. That was, that was my first favorite character. The Chris Evans uh, actor character was my second favorite. My first favorite was uh, the Mark Rylance, or however you say his name, the Peter of Bash. That was, to me, just perfect. Like, definitely the most important character to the whole movie, in my opinion. I mean, just some of his quotes, just the acting. I mean, if any one person shined acting-wise, to me, it was him. Just the like inhuman uh, mannerisms and thinking that are, are so relatable to actual billionaires. I mean, to me, he just hit it on the fucking head. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh, I loved um, 
when Dr. Mindy starts like questioning him, like, hey, is this shit peer reviewed? And he just like starts attacking him personally. Mm-hmm. I was yeah, like, yo. Because of the word, the word he used. He said, are you just approaching this like a businessman? And he goes, yeah. You call me a businessman? He got so pissed. Just doing yeah. business. And he just like, 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 just starts laying into him verbally. And I don't know. I got some like Elon Musky, like, oh, this yeah. dude's a pedo vibe, you know? Yeah. Like, I just want to use my cool drone, and they're not letting me. Yeah. So this dude's a pedo, like. Said, <laughs> <laughs> I, I know when you have uh, colon polyps five months before your doctor does. You have four or five of them right now. They don't seem too serious. <laughs> you might want to get a checkup. That was fucked up. <laughs> yeah. And then, and then he's asked, he asked him another question, and he just goes, we can also determine how you die. <laughs> he goes, so he said, what did he say? He said, uh, I'm trying to remember the way you died. It is unspectacular in many ways, but the only thing I can remember is you die alone, which I thought was also interesting that that was the one thing that like he, he especially got wrong in the movie because, yeah. you know, he was supposed to know everything. Yeah. But he said a, a 96.5% accuracy. But of course the that question wrong. is, is that why he then made the choice to go pick up groceries and go make amends with his ex- ex-wife and everything? Like maybe, maybe. What are you, what's are you gonna do? Like, well, I mean, so that's what also are you gonna I do in that moment? The, I hate the Leonardo DiCaprio character for that reason because it's just the typical liberal thing, which is that like you procrastinate, yeah. you have enough faith in the system that you think that it's gonna solve the problem until it's too late, and then once you realize it's too late and you realize your mistake, it's like, oh well, and then you just give up and try to have a nice time for yourself, even though other people are still going to be, you yeah. know, you know what I mean? Like, it's just, it's the perfect peak liberal mindset, and that's why I hate it, because, you know, you're so, I, I feel like you're supposed to come away from this movie loving Jennifer Lawrence and hating Leonardo DiCaprio's character. I don't know, but I mean, that's how I came away from it. Hmm. I, mean, I, don't, I don't necessarily agree with that. Like, I don't think you're supposed to hate him. I think you're... I think it's, um, I mean, you're supposed to hate him when he's in the middle of obviously like cheating on his wife and <laughs> doing the commercials for Bash and all of that. Like, obviously at that time, yes. Um, but I mean, yeah, I, I see where, what you're saying. I can see where you're coming from with that. But it's kind of, it's like at that point, though, when you're all going to die, it's like he may as well just go be with his wife. At that yeah, point. yeah, yeah. It's too yeah. late. And well, and like like I said before, you know, it's just it's a cautionary tale kind of thing. But um, but what was I? Gonna, oh, you know, there were a couple other points though that I was wanting to bring up too, just from like well, a couple of things just real fast, and then I'll let you guys yeah. say whatever you want. But um, first of all, <laughs> what'd you say? We got nothing but time. Go for oh, it. Oh yeah, good. <laughs> well, first of all, um, it has been you know pointed out. Um, I've like, especially by black women that there are like no black women in this movie. Um, mm. and I did notice that I was thinking like, uh, oh, would have been nice to at least kind of put one in a main character in a main role. Like they've got, they have three black men in the movie, two in lead roles, of course, Tyler Perry. And then, um, what's his name? The other one that we were just talking about uh, who, with the cops who, uh... where he was saying my skin is yeah. melanated, you know? <laughs> Yeah, yeah. So yeah, that was sure. big. And then there was the um, the rapper guy. Uh, Hold on one second, Sally. Sorry. I was just gonna say, I, maybe I'm remembering incorrectly, but wasn't the uh, the NASA head? Wasn't she a black woman? No, she was Asian. Yeah. Okay. Oh, oh you're, you're right. You're right. Okay. Mm-hmm. Yeah, the anesthesiologist. Yeah, yeah. The exactly. anesthesiologist. <laughs> yeah. Um. But uh. 
Yeah, no, I mean, there may have been like a black woman at the New York Times or whatever newspaper, but no, like was, I, that was such a minor. pointed that out, it was a noticeable black, like. Yeah, yeah, so. yeah. You know, um, and so, um, so there's that. And I, I know there are like, especially black women, women of color have been talking about that. And I do think it's, it's worth pointing out. I don't think it takes away from the movie in general, but I mean, I do think it, they should have probably added at least one or two. I mean, at least a few, but then there's also like, in terms of not showing, then there's the bigger conversation. I've seen other people of color discussing like, well, they also, they didn't show the, like the experiences of the everyday um, black people and other people of color. But I, then there was, I've seen other people saying, well, this is white people created this shit, you know, created this. I was going to say that imperialism is a white thing, you know? (laughs) Right. Exactly. So then there's that, like maybe that was intentional in terms of showing how white people are the ones fucking this all up for everyone else. And I also kind of wonder if it's like, you know, black people, especially, and other people of color already deal with enough trauma, triggering shit every day. And it's like, maybe kind of to not make it worse in terms of like, you're about to die. They already deal with that on a regular basis. (laughs) I can see that. Yeah. Yeah. But then, and then the other thing I was just um, noticing, thinking about with the movie was um, regarding gender, regarding sexism in terms of, I thought that was a, funny um and kind of a true to life commentary on that when it comes to uh after they were on the news show the first time and um and then of course and then jennifer lawrence's character you know uh screaming we're all gonna fucking die and then after that you know the memes and basically like look terrible making fun of her looks and everything but also then the ableist shit which of course goes Hand in hand mm-hmm. with misogyny. Oh, she's crazy. Mental right. illness. Throwing that around. Um, but then on the other side of it, with the Leonardo DiCaprio character, the AILF astronomer, I'd yeah. like fuck. You know, oh, he's so hot. He's sexy. <laughs> right. You know, that that kind of thing. And so I found that to be a good commentary of that kind of double standard. So, what, which is perfect in that scenario because. If you asked anybody, like say before that scene, you tell somebody that between the two characters of DiCaprio and, and Lawrence, that one of them is going to be ousted and the other one is going to be held up as like a, a sex symbol, you would probably assume yeah. that like it's going to be Lawrence and not mm-hmm. DiCaprio. But it just shows that like it could go either way. It just depends on who's giving the people the message that they want to hear. And, you know, DiCaprio is doing that and Lawrence is not. So even though she's probably the hotter of the two people in that scenario because oh, of the un- way they had this Undoubtedly. Game. I would hope, well, I mean. Leonardo, Leonardo DiCaprio is not even a hot guy, in my opinion. I think he was a beautiful man in his early years, but mm-hmm. he just kind of grew weird looking to me. And his facial hair is weird. Like, I, I don't know. I they don't make him look great either. But, like, the funny, the funny yeah. thing about them making him, like, this sexy scientist guy is, like, they don't make him look like a, a hot person in the movie. Yeah. Um, you know? But, like... But that's, I, I it guess it doesn't take that much for a man. That's the point, right? Like, <laughs> like you guys barely have to do anything. It's like, it's like, ooh. Tell me about yeah. it, Sally. I'm just so hot without even trying. I woke up like this. Uh, so my, easy my, for my, you guys. <laughs> my, girl, my, girlfriend, my girlfriend just texted me and said, don't dare diss Leo like that. So, <laughs> <laughs> some people do find him attractive. Okay. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I find him attractive, but I mean, but my first, when I first saw what he was looking like in the trailer, I was like, oh, wow. Like, he looks yeah. less attractive than he's ever looked before, which he's still attractive, though. I mean, but but what I was going to say is, though, I think that talking about Jennifer Lawrence looking hot, 
normally, like, I mean, I think she looks hot in that movie, yes. But we, of course, we think she looks hot in that. But my, what I was going to say is, though, like, mainstream people yeah. in this, in the United yeah. States would not think she looks hot. They'd be like, she's an SJW. Or exactly, yeah. SJW was, like, was going right? through my mind. Yeah, those yeah like yep. the hair yeah. and the, the piercings and stuff like that, which is, like, all the more reason that I got one, because I don't give a shit. Like, you know, it's sometimes it's fun yeah. to not look hot to those types of people but um but that's why it's like easier for them to like you know write her off because they want to call those types of women who look like that crazy and like the second they see them they want to say you're crazy you know because you look like that with the hair and the piercings you know yeah i mean literally just gaslighting just pure gaslighting yeah. always yep uh war do you want to uh, continue sorry we uh we kind of stopped you again oh uh, yeah no that's basically yeah, it, like that was another point that I had. Um, yeah, like uh, when they leaked the um, news to the press, like uh, I had a lot of, I kept thinking about Gary Webb. I think we covered him in, a, in an episode. Long story short, he's the one who broke the uh, story that the Reagan administration and CIA were involved in uh, smuggling drugs uh, during the Iran-Contra affair. Um, but yeah, just like the whole large corporate media company releases story, but due to pushback from the White House, they retract it and then start demonizing the people who released it. Mm -hmm. mm. WikiLeaks, anybody? Yeah. Mm. <laughs> right. Yeah, if there was one thing they could have done to make the movie that much more realistic, would have taken the Leonardo DiCaprio character and had him have to, like, flee the country and go and die. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, just the second half of the film is just all of them in Guantanamo Bay. Right. Like, like, why did we even try to do anything? <laughs> like, yeah, I mean, I, you know, I was also thinking in terms of um, other countries, there could maybe be a critique that it's too U.S. centric, which, of course, it is in terms of because that's the that's what they're trying to show is that the United States fucks everything up for everyone else intentionally yeah it does imperialism but then it's also kind of like well but if it literally were about the entire planet wouldn't other countries not let that but i mean in how we already said well they didn't they kind of wanted you to connect the dots on a little bit of that but i do feel like there's there could be a whole critique about it wasn't enough of the efforts because the reality is if that were really going to happen like we'd probably be far behind. Like there would probably be so many other countries that would be way on top of this so yeah. much faster, you know? I mean, oh, yeah. so you can, you can make that case either way. You could either say that the U S would spring out ahead of everyone because it already invests all that it has in defense and nothing else. And so mm -hmm. it would devote all those funds to defense. You know, it would be easier to allocate those funds that are already used for making missiles and bombs and everything to just make a big missile and bomb that blows up the comet. Um, you can make that case. I, I feel like I could be convinced that way. But you could also make the case that, like, because other countries are actually, um, let's, you know, we're going to talk about socialist countries in particular, because their ideology is actually directed towards what benefits the most people, they would be the ones who are able to allocate resources and, you know, energy who are doing something that benefits people, whether there's profit in or not. Because I feel mm -hmm. like that's something we kind of skipped over a little bit, but, like, the profitability aspect of the comment and Sterling, you tied it together early, and I forgot to talk about it, was that when it's in the same phone call, when they say that they cut the Chinese and Russians and the Indians out of the deal, um, out of the profits, the potential profits of the comet, 
and that's also the same phone call when he says like it just blew up like all their their projects just yeah. blew up it's like that actually makes it i think even more explicit that it was a sabotage because even yeah. for liberals who don't know the history of the cia and anti-communism and gladio and all that shit should be able to, to connect that dot that it's just financially motivated that they would sabotage yeah, they, it even they, if it means they, the they entirety want, of the human race yeah they told you why in the same sentence yeah you think they you think they still won't sally i mean i guess oh they uh, definitely yeah. won't I, I can't believe you would think that they would for a second oh yeah. i just yeah. I'm, I'm still so you think, this, like, you think this movie's gonna wake people up like yeah. come on like no. the people that watch okay. this movie are like us who are aware of this and then like yeah. you're gonna have the liberals exactly. that are gonna be like oh yeah silly conservatives and then a shit ton of people who aren't going to watch it. Like, this yeah. isn't going to wake anyone awake, you uh, like, shake anyone awake. And it's definitely not going to fucking help anything, because it's not like they laid out a path in the movie, like, hey, if this shit was fucked up, and you have a system that can't fucking do anything about it, here's what you should do. No, the only alternatives, like, path, the only path that they showed in the movie was, like, hoping up for electoralism, and then appearances on bourgeois media. Like, having a nice dinner as you die. <laughs> Yeah, like yeah. Well, I think that's I, the best critique is is that they do kind of give you the the wrong solution in this movie. And I think if there's one thing they could have done to give some tools to especially liberals, it would have been showing some kind of solution besides let's throw a big concert with Ariana Grande and Kid Cudi. Yeah. You know, like that, that was <laughs> yeah. that, that was that was their idea of the revolution, and I think that they did have an opportunity here where they could have used those characters to do something a little bit more serious, and and they chose not to. So I, I think that's a good critique. Mm -hmm. I think what Sally said earlier is another great critique that they do underplay the resources and the power and the defense of their own countries of you know China, Russia, and India. They they would have been more successful, likely in in that real situation. And I think that would have been a good opportunity to show just how bad the, the U.S. is, you know, by having it. You know, what would have been better is letting those countries launch their rocket, looking like they're going to save it. Um, you know, no, let me back up. What would have made this even better would have been for Bash to shoot theirs up, fell miserably, and then Russia and uh, China launch theirs. And as it's approaching the comet to save the world from America's failures... Bash last minute has another idea, and then they blow up China's rocket mid space because Bash wants to take another crack at it. Um, that that would have been a little bit more accurate and on the head to me. Uh, <laughs> yeah, but I, I so I do think like you know, like I said before, that I have just a teeny bit of that optimism that there will be a sliver of people who view this movie who will wake up. A little bit, right? There, Just okay, so there definitely has to be some, but because there, it always comes in trips and traps. It's not like usually ever one particular thing turns you from liberal to leftist or from like yeah, whatever. Exactly. It's it's always like this thing and that thing. It's like a combination of things over several right. years, and I think this is going to help in that direction. But continue, yeah. sorry, Sally. No, absolutely, and I no, I appreciate you know that positive thinking because I think we're, we're the types of people who are more prone to despair, and I think sometimes we have to like work at trying to be frame things in some sort of a positive way but not in a fake way but yeah most people absolutely are not are not going to yeah they're just going to reinforce their same already their same beliefs and like how we've been talking about with liberals um yeah and that's why i mean i am laughing at the idea that liberals would think that the united states would go blow up 
you know, yeah. the efforts by other countries. I mean, no, they're not, they don't, they have no fucking clue how, you know, mm-hmm. evil this, you know, empire has, has been and continues to be because they don't want to know, they don't care. Um, and that won't change anytime soon. But yeah, there's, so there are some people who are going to kind of be, they're going to connect the dots about capitalism being the problem and capitalist greed and specifically them bribing politicians and having that power. Um, but I was going to say also, though, um, I was thinking in terms of like some potential solution in the movie. Um, what about the idea of like, what if the Leonardo DiCaprio character from the get go had shown solidarity to the um, or w- with uh, the Jennifer Lawrence character on television in public on the in the media like immediately you know as she's like yelling we're all gonna fucking die and he's just kind of like you know he doesn't really know what to say at that point um you know i I like the idea of like in in terms of what could have changed this what could have maybe um you know fixed this so that the outcome wasn't what it was um if he did that they never would have brought him back Sure. <laughs> no, you're right. I mean, that's true. That's true. Well, I, mean, I have a question to, to that effect. Is that the point of the movie? Is that nothing that anybody could have done in the situation would have actually changed the outcome because these systemic barriers were in place and it doesn't matter. Like, even if like you can freak out like Jennifer Lawrence and it doesn't help, you can be calm and collected like Leonardo DiCaprio and it still doesn't help. You know what I mean? Like, it, it seems like they tried with the limited characters that they had to explore every approach and say like look all of it doesn't work because you cannot change this shit like they there's too many did not explore every approach i mean well no i mean not every approach but i mean like <laughs> the, the two that like come to the minds of western like americans like you know it's either be irrational and like you know really scream or it's be calm and then hope that the system actually works in your favor because you have faith in it sterling what's up sorry yeah i mean it, it comes down to I kind of agree with you with there not being another option for like the people in general is because the people don't own the means of production in the capitalist society. And in this case, the means of production are the very rockets, the NASA, you know, technicians, like it's completely under the control of a small minority that has already determined they want to make this a financial gain. So it's, it's, there's nothing you can do. And I I think that's kind of like the, message this movie is most trying to drive home is not only this is where we are it's like idiocracy is a movie about this is where we're going whereas this is a movie as about this is where we are today and there is not a goddamn thing we can do to stop it if a meteor started hurling towards us there's no way that we can stop the ruling class and the capitalists from doing whatever the fuck they want to do about it it's completely well, out of the people's hands. I don't, I don't know. I like to think otherwise because I like to think that while obviously I agree with everything you're saying that in obviously about the problems and with capitalism and it, and it does feel hopeless, but I like to imagine if they continued raising the alarm, you know, sounding the alarm um, and speaking up everywhere, anywhere and everywhere, and like in that moment on TV, and if you know Leonardo DiCaprio com- continued on, like I'm just imagining that as a woman who has experienced that, you know, many times of being written off as you know too emotional kind of thing, and like having you know like a man use his male privilege to show that solidarity that like 
no, she's not crazy. Like, actually, mm. what she's saying is accurate, and I agree with her, and let me tell you why, that kind of thing. That's, yeah. I think that's what I'm imagining. But I also, I'm just thinking, like, if they were very specific. So when the Jennifer Lawrence character yelled, you know, we're all going to fucking die. Okay, that was true, but, like, it wasn't a solution. It was like, yeah, you're yeah. all going to fucking die, and that's awful, but, like, what is the solution? It's like getting specific. And so I'm thinking if you were to hypothetically in that type of situation, um, not just say we're all going to fucking die, but to talk about that we need to not let, you know, greedy capitalists be the ones to do this because it's Mm -hmm. only about them and their profits. This needs to be about us all because if it's not, then we're all definitely going to die. And just continuing to hammer that home until you, you have that. Yeah, if she said that directly into the camera and then followed it with, please help us, Chairman G, like, <laughs> the movie would have turned out completely differently. Yes. Yeah, I mean, the big yes. the, the question is, yes, I agree, if you could get that message out, but how do you get that message out? It's like, yeah. they, and I think that's kind of the point they made in this movie a few times where they showed, like, you know, after they came off air and you know the network manager came in and you know said oh well you guys did like a sliver compared to ariana grande talking about her breakup you know and then that you know they're just the show and you got people they're showing you know doing like the different challenges and like shooting fucking bottle rockets in their face and shit and it's like Mm -hmm. it's trying Mm -hmm. to show that you have a twofold problem you have a media being completely controlled by the ruling class that, you know, if, if he would have spoken up, that would have been the last time he was ever on the air. And then you have people who are just fucking brain dead from just generations of yeah. this nonsense and lack of education on any of this stuff that's relevant. And I just, I, I, I like to be hopeful too, but then I think of like Dr. Fauci, you know, for instance, um, Dr. Fauci had a, a lot of important things he told to the American people, even in the, the Trump administration. But don't you think that there are probably much better doctors, much more qualified that could have broken down the science much better than he could? He was the acceptable margin. He was just far enough to where they, they thought they could keep him under control and he would walk and do their show and he'd, you know, kind, he'd, he'd help just as much as they want to help but just mm-hmm. as much message as they want to put out, but they, they would not bring in the scientist who would say, listen, you're going to kill your fucking right. family. We're, we're approaching nearly one one thousandth of the entire world's population that have died in some way related to COVID. I mean, if it's almost 6 million people have been killed, maybe not directly by it, but are attributed to COVID. And yeah. if you would have had a scientist come out when Dr. Fauci was first released and said a year into this, we could see 6 million people dead related to this virus. It, it would have been a panic. It would have been a, a chaos. We probably would have. And, and I think that was another thing, like what Jennifer Lawrence was saying, you should be scared. This should keep you up at night. And I think that's, that was like the truest part about it is because like, even in the real world, if we would have had the scientists who came out and gave the people the real fear that caused the country to shut down and finally be done with this shit, it would have cost capitalist money. Mm-hmm. And we'd be done with it. But there's also <laughs> a lot of profit in not being done with it. I mean, you can look at all the billionaires. There are a lot of people getting real rich. And I don't think Pfizer wants this thing to go away any more than anyone else does. Um, mm-hmm. So I, I think I, I look at his character the same way I look at Do- Dr. Fauci. You know, it's 
he's susceptible to the to the human condition. He's he's got his own failures. I mean, Fauci only went as far as as he really could. He never really warned of like impending doom by any means. He never said if we don't do X Y, this is gonna happen. And I think that's what made that Leo DiCaprio character so true. I mean, it's even with like Fauci. I don't know if you guys remember a few months ago when all those reports started coming out. All these reports about Dr. Fauci's labs in Africa where they were like heavily abusing animals, I think primarily dogs. They were doing uh, tests on them that were just ex- extremely um, just cruel and high death rates. Mm-hmm. And it, it, was, it was a fucked up thing. And I think that's kind of like the human factor. Like no one's perfect. And to me, I like to think that the Trump administration perfectly picked someone with a little bit of baggage just in case they needed to ever discredit him. They wanted that in their back pocket. And I, I, I think it's exactly what Ward was saying. If he would have done that, he would have been cut off, bag over his head, that was it, and there would have immediately been another scientist on the air telling True, people yeah. that everything's okay. Let me, okay, That's a good let me, point. I want to ask you guys if you want to go down the Fauci and COVID rabbit hole, because I do have this Breitbart article that I kind of wanted to read, but we could, we could go that direction if you wanted, but I feel like we, that could... That may take us a different direction. I don't know. It's up to you guys. I may have to bow out before you guys do that. I don't know if I have more time. Okay. No, I mean, that's fine. We can actually just wrap it up here. Um, I just had like a Breitbart article. I don't know if Sterling and Ward, if you guys want me to read through that, we can just riff on it or whatever. But uh, yeah, I'm done. Um, all right. Well, then, Sally, if you got to go, go ahead and uh, plug your social media again so everybody can find you. And sure. then uh, we will uh, let you go. And then we can figure out if we want to read this article or not. We, I mean, it's a Breitbart article. It's not like we're going to, we're just going to fucking shit on them the whole time. Though, so we're getting your plugs there. Um, thank you. Yeah. Um, on Instagram, it's Sally B hunt. Um, and I also, my backup account, which I now know to have is, um, at Sally hates capitalism and, oh yeah, my TikTok, which I haven't done that much with, but that's also Sally hates capitalism. And my uh, Twitter is Sally Hunt six six six. And um, if you want, you can find me on Facebook, Sally Buxbaum Hunt B U X B A U M Hunt. Hell yeah, cool. All right, well, uh, yeah, I guess we'll start to wrap it up there. And then I just wanted to say, Sally, like I'm glad to finally get to talk to you, like sort of in person, obviously not for real, but like just anything other than just like in text format on fucking comment sections and on Instagram, because like. Uh, this is exactly how I thought it would go. Like, it's obviously much easier to, like, hash out any of the quibbles that we may have. But also, you're just a solid comrade, as I expected. And so I just want to say, like, you're welcome back on any time. If there's any kind of, like, issue yeah. that's near and dear to you that you want to talk about, you want to platform to some people, please don't hesitate to reach out to us and come back on anytime. This was super fun. Sweet. Yeah. I appreciate that. Thank you. Oh, yeah. Yeah. And and it was good to be here. It was good to talk to you guys. And, yeah, I agree. It's It's, it's always easier... To have those real face-to-face conversations, yeah. yeah I feel like now we won't we won't get so mad at each other on Instagram now. Hopefully, so. <laughs> Hopefully, depends. We'll see, but but at least but even if we do get mad, it's easier to you can get mad, but be like, I don't have to block this person. I could be yeah. mad. I would never block this, Elliot. It would never yeah. happen. You're not red marksman. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> All right. Well, thank All you. Right, again, well, Sally. I really appreciate you coming on. Yeah, no, thanks for inviting me. It was good to talk to you guys. Good conversation. All right. Take care. Take care. I'll see you on Instagram. All right. See you. Have a good night. All right. So you guys want to read this Breitbart article or what? Yeah. 
All right, sure. I'll fucking be through this. This is not, it's not very long. It'll take us like the next 20 minutes or so. All right, so the title of this, it's by this guy, uh, John Nolte. And somehow he published this on the, the 10th of December. I didn't, I didn't know this came out that early, but whatever. So the headline is Nolte. Even left-wing critics declare DiCaprio's global warming comedy rotten. Um, and the subhead is, when left-wing critics slam Don't Look Up, a piece of global warming propaganda starring Leonardo DiCaprio, you know it must really stink. Mm-hmm. So he goes on, we all know that somewhere around 95% of the movie, 95% of movie critics are far left extremists and careerists. We all know that. You guys all know that, right? Like, that's just I fact. definitely know that. <laughs> yes, 100%. I love how you just start off your article with a piece Established of bullshit. Established fact. Made up, a fact you made up. Yeah. Trust me, bro. Uh, this is what's happening. Everyone in the news media is a devout Stalinist. Mm. Uh, mo- most of them are, you know, Pol Pot, Dingus, you know, you name it. You know, I, I think. <laughs> and if they're right wing media, they're Trotskyists, hardcore yeah. Trotskyists. <laughs> <laughs> Once again, like right wingers describing the world accurate. I wish we lived in. Like, um, so he goes on. They adore the movies they are supposed they are supposed to adore. He puts that in italics. They trash the movies they are supposed to trash. They are working under a left wing herd mentality that says protect the blockbusters, especially Disney's, embrace left wing propaganda, adore everything involving racial minorities and homosexuality. No like latent bigotry there that he's trying to like <laughs> yeah, not no, at all hide. No. And uh, and pour hate all over traditional values. What are those traditional values? I wonder. What yeah, they, which, which ones? <laughs> um, individualism. Oh, you know the ones. <laughs> <laughs> individualism and conservatism, which I will shit on individualism, conservatism all day. I wish more media and left wing critique of media would, but they don't enough. But anyway, in other words, the film critique, the film critic comment community is by and large a massive billion dollar corporate funded left wing affirmative action program that puts agenda ahead of merit. And this is why I mostly ignore movie critics, except you don't, John. You fucking write articles about them because we live right in your head. (laughs) (laughs) You can't trust them. Some notable examples, the hideous, unfunny feminist Ghostbusters 2016 got over the, quote, fresh line. That dull, flat TV movie called Selma in 2014 got way over the fresh line. The Last Jedi 2017. What's that? What's a fresh line? Rotten Tomatoes, it's fresh or not fresh. Like, that's the pass or fail, basically. Like. And so it's actually, um, I'm glad you asked that because it's a big thing in, especially conservative media, to note when a movie gets like good critic ratings, but um, bad re- like viewer ratings or vice versa. And usually there are cases that when a movie gets like good critical ratings, um, and they usually use Ghostbusters as an example, like they'll, I don't know if that's actually the case that it happened, but like they'll say that like it gets good critic ratings because it's an all female cast and they want it to be like woke and they're trying to empower it or whatever. And then it gets bad reviews because it's actually a bad movie. And that's their proof that there's like a liberal media agenda trying to push wokeism, even though people don't want it. What's up, Sam? Close, close. That's actually their proof that an all-female cast is what's wrong with the movie. What do you mean? Oh, I mean, well, they don't like the all-female cast, of course, but... Yeah, no, that, that's what they're blaming. saying, oh, well, they're, they're giving it high ratings because it's a woke all-female cast. And, you know, and all the other viewers are, you know, watching it and realizing it's shit. They're dog whistling. What they really mean is that it's shit because it is an all female cast and because mm. they're trying to do something progressive. That that's what they mean. They are anti progressivism. They're not anti bad movies. Oh yeah, of course. No. no, I mean okay, but that's actually it's funny that you say that because when I read through this article, it's not very long, but like the only quips he can or the only um, qualms he can cite with this movie are that it's a bad movie. He has 
he does not once address the message of the movie, except to say that it's propaganda and that climate change itself yeah. <laughs> has been debunked, but he makes no case for that. Yeah. Um, let me continue because I want to get to that. So he goes, he says, um, when that happens, I do pay attention. As in when, when um, sorry, he, I left off with the last Jedi. He says, well, you get the drift. So you can only imagine how awful a left-wing movie must be when even this group of hacks cannot push it, these group, this group of hacks cannot push it over the fresh line. When that happens, I do pay attention. And he says, for example, when Wonder Woman 1984, a movie directed by a chick, it has to say chick there, you can't just say woman, like, fucking dickhead, mm -hmm. um, failed to earn a fresh rating, I knew it had to suck like nothing ever sucked in the history of suck, which is terrible fucking writing. Dude, yeah. if I even wrote that in show notes for this fucking lame podcast, I would fucking hurt myself physically. I'm like, what, the lamest suck that ever sucked in the history of suck? Really, bro? Like, what are you, in seventh grade? Fuck you, dude. Yeah. That, that offends me more than anything else in this article. It's just a lame fucking... He thought it was writing. awesome. Oh, my God. He had yeah, himself he in the back it, for that shit. He read it to his, read it to his seven year old and he was just dying yeah. laughing. Which is his wife. Dude, he's had seen Ralphie reading his fucking Christmas, like, I, what I want from Santa mm. in a Christmas story. He's, like, so proud of himself. He's like, yeah, that's perfect. Yeah, that's a good reference. Just, I just watched that the other yeah, day. I'm so actually, glad you referenced that. Yeah, he, he read it off of his son's <laughs> Christmas list, which what he wanted from yeah. Santa was the suckiest suck ever. <laughs> <laughs> it was my list. <laughs> Based. Um, uh, so let's see. The same shitty suck line. All right, so same with Marvel's Dreadful Eternals. And now we have one more. Director Adam McKay's Don't Look Up is not just a left-wing movie. It's the holy grail of left-wing movies. It's, a movie, it's mm. a movie pushing the debunked global warming hoax. And when he says debunked global warming hoax, that's a link. I haven't clicked it yet, but I would love to see what that actually leads oh to. Because God. I can only imagine. No, that's, that's how you get doxxed. <laughs> that's how <laughs> yeah. the whole dox thing started. Um... So the very hoax left-wing fascists have devoted most of their corruption and hope oh into my. as a means to bring out their Fourth Reich utopia. Can you, I mean, oh that's my. kind of alone, dude. There's a lot in there. Jesus, we don't have the time to unpack all that. <laughs> Other than murdering, mur murdering innocent unborn babies for convenience, there is no higher sacrament on the left than, global, than the global warming hoax. So now you have to ask yourself, how unbearably awful is Don't Look Up if this group of corrupt critics cannot push it over the fresh line? So he's already just like, like I said, there's a lot in that one sentence, but he's like assuming that the global warming, the global warming is a total hoax. Um, anybody who says it is not is a fascist, that fascists are left wing mm -hmm. and that we want a fourth Reich and that any of the other previous Reichs were somehow left wing in any way whatsoever. But barring all that, then he just mentions abortion out of nowhere just because that's something that we love um, just for convenience. We love to have abortions for no other reason than it's just like going to 7-Eleven. Um, but there's no higher sacrament other than that than the global warming hoax. And so now you have to ask, ask yourself, how unbearably awful is it if don't look up, if this group of corrupt critics cannot push it over the fresh line? So then in addition to all of that, going with the conspiracy theory that all of us are coordinating to promote all this media that we supposedly yeah. left away. It's just, it hits every single base in like three sentences. Yeah. It hits it's, it's fucking impressive. Yeah. Um, so he says, currently with 91 <sighs> reviews in, Don't Look Up, which arrives on Netflix on December 24th. Okay, so he saw it early. That's why he was able to write this. Um, it's sitting at rotten, 55%. It's truly beyond comprehension to imagine just how bad this movie must be, a movie that mocks those of us who know global warming is a hoax, to be sinking like this. Especially one starring Leonardo DiCaprio, Jennifer Lawrence, Jonah Hill, Kate Blanchett, Meryl Streep, and Timothy Chalamet. And then this is where he gets into the actual, like, the meat of the article, if there is any. And he just starts listing some of the critical reviews. And so from the Austin Chronicle, 
Don't Look Up is not as bad as a writer as writer director Adam McKay's previous outing, Vice. That's the good news. The bad news is that though more intermittently fun, it's just as self-congratulatory and sanctimonious. It's just the same shame such an enormous ensemble gets relegated to relegated as the mouthpieces for someone so giddily, cynically pleased with just how much he has it all figured out. I'd be hard-pressed to find a filmmaker who, in a general sense, I agree with, but whose movies irritate me in the way that Adam McKay's do. What's up, Zoe? I mean, his entire point seems to be that these people rating movies for Rotten Tomatoes are, you know, just biased, corporate, leftist, fascist, you name it, uh, puppets that are just trying to push leftist propaganda over a certain line so that it gets recognition. In which case, A, your theory falls completely on its face because this would be the ultimate movie for that, for your own argument. And B, it falls on its face because, yeah, it got that 55 uh, tomato score from the reviewers and that fresh line, I looked at it, it's at 75%. But the audience's score for this movie is 77% which is mm-hmm. over that line. So if your argument is that they are unbiasedly pushing these leftist movies over that line, well, A, they didn't do that with this movie, and B, the audience rated it at that line. So is the entire country watching this movie part of this leftist cabal that you're ranting about? I mean, his entire argument is just self-eating itself. Well, I mean, so that's the thing, and you you got to it early because... All you had to do is like, look at any reviews. But I mean, that's that's when I read this article for the first time, and I probably should have just made the producer decision to like discuss it with you guys before we beforehand, which is just like, I think the payoff of this is that he's getting to something, but he misses the forest through the trees because he's a right winger, which is that it is an anti-capitalist yeah. movie and the viewers are going to rate it very highly because it, it shines a light on all the critiques that they have of capitalism, even if they're not fucking Marxist, like they know the system is fucking them regardless on some level. And then yeah. it's going to be re- reviewed badly by the critics because they are the liberals who are being shown the mirror that they don't want to see. Like that is the that is the dish. And like because yeah. this guy's a right winger, he can't distinguish between the liberals who are the petite bourgeois who review movies for a fucking living and make a living doing that, and the workers who would watch this movie. He can't distinguish between those, so he just lumps them all in as like George Soros fucking abortion loving liberals because that's <laughs> the way they see the world because they're children. So yeah, that's that's a perfect critique. Um, let me go on with these uh, reviews that he's citing, though. He says, from Vanity Fair, as subject matter, it's entirely necessary. There has been a curious dearth of movies that look intently at climate change, so McKay's intentions are noble. But as he did with the Big Short and Vice, McKay lacquers don't look up with an impenetrable layer of smugness. Whatever broadly worthy message the movie has is drowned out by a parade of movie star mugging and stale pop culture jokes. Which is all actually true. Like, it's it's corny. There's a lot of scenes where it's very fucking yeah. corny, and they beat you over the head with the fact that they know better than you, and you should fucking get on board. But that's also kind of the point of the movie. So it's like, yeah. but if, if you're a conservative and you're, being, you're sick of hearing that your whole life because you've been told your whole life that you're wrong because you fucking are, then yeah, I mean, it's just more <laughs> of the same shit you're sick of. So I don't know. Yeah, it's funny. Like, one of the scenes that my dad balked at the most and for the most part you know he he didn't balk at much of the movie he, he thought it was a very accurate depiction of the country maybe not capitalism but certainly the certainly the current uh, political climate but the one thing he did balk at is their representation of fox news and particularly that scene where like as the meteor is about to crash down you have like your alex jones character who's like 
Uh, pe- all people want to talk about right now with the hot news right now is topless clinics. Yeah. And he's just like, he's like, they, that's ridiculous. They they don't talk about stuff like that. I'm like, I mean, Alex Jones literally did a three hour rant on uh, companies turning frogs gay. Like. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> <Yeah>. <sighs> um, from CNN, as was clearly its intention, don't look up, use a satire to spur a conversation about potentially ignoring a crisis until it's too late. It's a sobering message, but one that comes barreling toward us through the lens of an uneven movie. I don't know what uneven movie means. Like, all of that sounds dead on, but they say uneven as if that's like a criticism of the entire thing. I, I'd, I'd probably have yeah. to read the original CNN review to see what they're elaborating on. From IndieWire, and so we're left with a very sweaty film. Sweaty film, sure, I don't know. Sweaty film that strains to be funny, but one that's also itching to argue that its lack of funniness is precisely the point. Some problems can't be solved by celebrities alone. And the most subversive thing about Don't Look Up is ultimately how, in its own impotent way, it weaponizes its wild star power to make that point. It isn't smart enough to be a wake-up call or shocking enough to scare people straight. That might be a fair critique. I mean, you could definitely say, like, it's not shocking enough to, to convert people and, like, wake them up from the mindset. But then again, if it was, it would it's, never get on air. Like, uh, Yeah, I, I think that that point is what you're saying. If they, if they would have went far enough, it wouldn't have been on air. Uh, Netflix. It wouldn't have been in the public. Yeah. It wouldn't be the biggest movie on the planet right it now. It wouldn't get through Operation Mockingbird and be broadcast. Yeah, it, it's <laughs> it's being watched more than Spider Man and Netflix right now. I mean, Spider Man and The Matrix right now. Like, it's a huge, huge blockbuster movie, and it's because. And I think they even pushed it further than I would have thought you could get away with. I mean, they they went pretty far in some scenes. So to me, the best opportunity we have here with, with this movie is A, how far the reach has been, and B, to just c- call it a Marxist critique of pe- capitalism. And I think it, that's one thing I've made a point of when, I, when I've shared it around is just saying that this is a, a modern-day Marxist critique of capitalism because if I can do one thing for liberals, it's to let them know what they just watched was in some way a Marxist critique of capitalism, even if it was kind of a modern-day bourgeois, you know, made by a bunch of fucking millionaires. It was still a critique of capitalism, and it is certainly an, an entry point for someone interested in Marxism. And if I can put that out there, and, and it can make a liberal want to look into Marxism, I think that's about the best we possibly can ask for. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, that's my hope from the movie, is that some people, at least, like realize that like none of the institutions that exist will ever be able to save them let alone have the incentive to um so the last one he cites is from the guardian it says adam mckay's labored self-conscious and unrelaxed satire don't look up is like a 145 minute saturday night live sketch with with neither the brilliant comedy of succession which mckay co-produces nor the seriousness that the subject might otherwise require it is as if the sheer unthinkability of the crisis can only be contained and represented in self-aware slapstick mode and so that's like, I don't know, I don't think that's a bad review of it, but at the same time, it's like, it feels like a lot of these things just kind of miss the point, and he intentionally selects the ones that miss the point and don't critique the actual message yeah, of the movie, of just critique like the, the way that it's presented, um, because that's no, his yeah, whole exactly. premise of his article. So, But then his last sentence, he just says, you can boil that down to 145 minutes of smug is more exhausting than funny. And then he just ends the article there, because I think that's, you know, it, it's very indicative. He doesn't have a whole... A lot of point, yeah, not he, a lot of there. There, he, he never, can't attack the message. Yeah, he never once like says what the critique of capitalism is. He never, he never once says this is the message they're trying to get across, and here's why it's wrong. He just bashes them for being Hollywood actors and having biased uh, 
reviewers. Um, I do, I do think there's two more scenes of the movie that we would be, we would fail if we did not talk at least briefly about, and that's my favorite scene in the whole movie, which is uh, when the first rocket gets shot up, and it, it's heading to actually destroy the. Oh. And and it starts it starts turning around. The first guy with the binoculars is like, man, it looks like the rocket's turning around. Yeah. And then the other guy goes, no, it's a it's a course correction. Uh, yeah, cor- course correction. Very common. Uh, I was in the navy, and then the guy's mansplaining, <laughs> and he goes, no, it's turning around. <laughs> it's definitely turning around. Yep. You see the the parachutes and all start opening on the warheads, which. I would love to know how dangerous that is, but um, that scene I thought was just fucking brilliant, especially because right before that is the scene where they're all setting in, in the room. They're all excited. The, the rockets launch, and as everyone's sitting there celebrating the success of the rocket launching and everything looks like it's com- going right, you've got the Peter Bash character who walks in, and he's like, huh, yeah. And then uh, he immediately says, uh, hey, uh, Madam... Madam President, or I don't think he says Madam. I think he calls her by her name. It says, "Step outside with me for a moment," and she's like, "Okay, okay." And she stays in her seat. He walks out and he goes, "Mr. President, now!" And she gets up and runs over there, which I thought was brilliant because I thought that also highlighted how much more power billionaires have in this country than even the fucking president of the United mm-hmm. States, yeah. which is extremely accurate. She gets up, runs over there, and immediately after that scene is where the rocket turns around. I mean, mm-hmm. I, I thought that that was fucking brilliant. Was perfect. Yeah. And then I did the, click uh, that link. Sorry, yeah. I just said I was gonna say I clicked that link where it said global warming hoax in that Breitbart article, and it was just a list of. It says like it's the same guy, and he just links to his other article where he says climate quote experts are zero and forty one with their doomsday predictions update zero to 53. So he's got all these predictions that he cherry picked from like <laughs> for some paper written in the seventies about things that. You know, mm-hmm. we're predicted for climate change that didn't come true. But it's so funny because, like, you know, if you just do that but then ignore all of the actual natural disasters and increases in temperature and other things that are indicative of climate change, you can definitely make this case to dumb fucking morons like you can actually <laughs> convince people. That is what a think tank does. They yeah. literally go out there and scour for information that goes against, you know, the science community and use that against the science community. I mean, it's like, this guy's got to be loaded. You know he's mm-hmm. making so much goddamn money because that's the only reason people do dumbass shit like this. That they, His Twitter and, handle and is uh, Nolte, N-C, N-O-L-T-E-N-C. I think he probably lives in North Carolina. Right? It, it's like, he, he is completely missing the fact that he is the antagonist of this movie. Like, you yeah. are literally the think tank motherfucker who is just going out there and handpicking the information to keep from saving the fucking planet yeah. and putting it out there for profit. Like, of course you don't like this movie. Yeah. You're the fucking villain of this movie. Yeah, you're the dude saying, let's call it 70%. <laughs> yeah, exactly. And the, 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 the second scene that I love the most in this movie, which is two scenes combined, which I think is one of the greatest uh, callbacks of film history, is where the, the first scene when they're shooting off the Bash rockets to begin with, and the president's sitting there beside, beside Peter Bash, and she goes, oh, I, got, I just got to know. You got to tell me. You got to tell me. And he's like, tell you what? And she goes, how do I die? Dude, goes, we've been saying that to each other since we saw the movie. Like, you know, just like, like back and forth. We're in the car. We're just like, you're going to be eaten by a brunt rock. We don't know what that means. Like, he goes, <laughs> yeah. 
<laughs> yeah, when she finally just says, okay, fine, tell me, tell me. And he goes, yeah, you're going to be eaten by a Brontorock. We don't know what that means. And then it's just kind of like, it, it's gone, and that's the end of it. And then at the end of the movie, when they f- arrive 22,000 years in the future on the escape pods and walk out of the planet, and she walks up, and it's like, as soon as she started walking up to the dinosaur, I already mm-hmm. knew what was happening. Like, this, this is great. I don't even care that I saw it coming. Yeah, I only saw it coming by a few seconds anyway. I was like, this is brilliant. And she walks up and just as she's being devoured, and someone says, what is that? And he goes, I believe that's called a Bronte. <laughs> I just, I, that was probably the hardest I laughed in the whole movie. That was, that was the, yeah. like, one of the best parts of the movie. I would say an underrated part of that same scene is when they, get, they arrive at the, the Goldilocks planet, and then the orbital thing, like, ejects all the pods, and then one of them just doesn't eject off of the spaceship, and that just stays in space, and you're to assume that those people traveled... <laughs> 22,000 years, however many light years, spent all that money to get there, and then they just stay on the orbital pod outside of the Goldilocks planet. And you know that nobody who gets down on the planet and builds civilization is going to come back for them. Like, they're just done. Just like when all those pods and all the other ones that do come off and go down to the planet, I think even one or maybe even two of those then crash, and, like, they, like, you know, however many people are in those die as well. And it's just so perfect because just like the... Failed attempt at Bash to attack the comet when like half the pods just like die on launch or like when they get to the thing because the lateral control doesn't work. It's like it's perfect. It's like they they don't plan for that failure. It happens. It's just like oh well, you know, a whole bunch of human lives. It's capitalism. Whatever. We don't care about those. Like yeah, yeah. yeah like when the when the pods are first coming down, there's one in the background that's just on fire, flying towards yep. them. And then and then the there's another one. It shows it's trying to open, but it's just like covered mm-hmm. in smoke. And uh, th- then it shoots to theirs. And as the president walks out and Bash is like talking about the success rate, she yeah. goes, yeah, we only lost 54 on our pod. <laughs> it's like if oh, the important people, too. people on their pod yeah, is like, like a big yeah, yeah, that's the accomplishment. Who knows how many of those like were full failures? I mean, obviously several of them. But also one thing that I thought was brilliant was when it first shows the pods opening and it's showing their name and their occupation. And one is like oil tycoon and the next is lobbyist. And they're like literally arranged. I think it's by funny like, title. Cause that makes me think of like when I, a lot of times you get into arguments online with people and one of the go-tos of right winger people is like, They'd be like, oh, if you if we actually had communism, they would put you in the camps. You'd be like working in a work camp. It's like, bro, you are being sacrificed right now. Look at the death toll. Yeah. Like you and me and everyone else are being sacrificed right now. Like it's not even the imaginary world. It's happening. Yeah. 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 And and also one thing I think was hilarious about, about those like pods that scene is when everyone's walking off, they're these old ass fucking probably infertile billionaires. Yeah. And you, ne- you like imagine repopulating the planet with a bunch of motherfuckers who've never worked a day in their life. Yeah. Probably can't the worst specimens. create anyway. Yeah. I mean, you literally take the worst humanity has to offer and try to make a new planet with it. It is funny because they walk off of it naked. Like they're all Adams and Eves and it's like, oh, I see what yeah. you guys are trying to do there. But like, I, I did get the impression, like, are you supposed to think that they all got eaten by Brontorox? Because after Mel's Jeep gets eaten, like, I think you're supposed to see, like, a, a, a herd of them kind of circling in on the people. Like, you're supposed to think, I think, that none of the billionaires made it. Like, humanity does indeed end, even though they got to the other planet, right? I, mean, I think so. Dude, I mean, we do deserve it. <laughs> I mean, yeah. <laughs> yeah. If there's one thing we could do for this universe, it's probably die out due to a comet. I mean, th- so that's... 
that's probably the best place to wrap it up. And it's like, it's something that I do think about from time to time, which is that like either humanity will achieve communism in some kind of actual stasis that like takes into account the species being of hum hu humanity, like, you know, a scalable version of what humanity's natural state age is, which is like those small communities of like where, you know, everyone. And then communism is the extension of literally that to however big you can make a human society, whether it spans one planet or several, that's supposed to be what communism is. The extension of that, um, that level of accountability that you would have in a village setting, but applied to however large a society you can make. Um, and I think that that's the point. It's like humanity either will achieve that or it will burn itself out because anything else is unsustainable. And hopefully that should be the end message of it, which is that even if you try to flee to another planet, you're just bringing the problems over there. Um, yeah. yeah. All right. You guys want to wrap it up? Yep. Yep. Sounds good. I think this was a fun one. I had a, yeah, I had a good this time. Was fun. And uh, dude, I was so happy to talk to Sally. She was so cool. Yeah. Exactly like I thought she oh, would, would be. Yeah. And I hope we just yeah, can be less confrontational going forward when she starts <laughs> standing AOC. Which, <laughs> Sally, come on. You, you stand AOC. Don't say you don't. Like you do. <laughs> no, I mean, I, I, I got to mess with her. All right. Let's wrap it up there. Thank you, everyone, for listening. Uh, I'm not even going to bother with plugs. This is, is going to be like a one-off episode we're going to put out real quick. <laughs> All right. Thanks, guys. Yep, have a good one. Later. Take it easy.